0: this one's for
1: the culture
2: me and wifey in the room thinking of a master plan thinking how we can influence the culture from where we stand knowing that our steps are ordered by the master's hand still 10 to all right and welcome 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 to another episode of the, the bond, bond chronicles. chronicles i am the wonderful host uh mr That's bond just wonderful
3: today
2: can I even get through an intro? Man, I try to be humble. I try to be relaxed and played back and I see how this, how this is going to go. Um, so I am the wonderful and everything else that apparently I didn't add in host Mr. Bond Chronicles on Instagram. Uh, we are the Bond Chronicles on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Continue to like, share and subscribe on YouTube. And my lovely Interjecting host is
3: <laughs> Mrs. Bond Chronicles on Instagram. Twitter is irrelevant,
2: absolutely. Uh, relevant for me that I spent a lot of time on Twitter the last couple of nights trying to figure out what was going on.
3: Yes, you and this
2: crazy world that we live in. Uh, I don't remember, I don't understand how I lived in a world without Twitter, but I'm glad I don't have to any longer. Um, thanks. With that being said, you guys can see we have a guest. We are honored, we are blessed, we are privileged to have Mr. Prince Predator. He's a rapper, he's a producer. Um, We know him growing up as Evan. As you can see, (laughs) he's in great shape and (laughs) it's kind of intimidating, but I'm glad that I'm on the other side of the screen so that I wouldn't have to sit next to him and produce this box. So thank I'm you. For, hard, Come on out. You're on. good. Thank you so much for joining us. He looks like a real Spider-Man, the way he's built and cut. I don't know if he can swing through the city or not, but man, it working is a on. pleasure to have you, brother. Um, how you. you doing? I'm good,
0: man. I'm chilling. Out. Just hanging in there, working on music and whatnot, so, you know. What about you guys,
3: we're good. Apparently, Ray's got some body goals going on right now that I didn't, <laughs> I was completely unaware of. You were
2: not. You, you judged me on our last podcast. no nah, About uh, bro. my diet. No,
3: nah, I did not judge the changes you. changes
2: that I was going to try to make because I'm going to Vegas. I did you not judge this. you.
3: You know, I am always encouraging of you getting to be a healthier, better version. Always of encouraging. Yeah, bro.
2: Have you seen what you've been cooking? <laughs> <laughs> you are not encouraging a healthy diet at all. You don't
3: gotta eat that. There's plenty of stuff in here that's healthy for she you. Bought, to like, eat.
2: It's just the two of us. Thank God our kids are gone. She bought two pizzas, breadsticks, and wings. Where? Where so, from? People.
3: Pizza Hut.
2: Pizza Hut. Okay, okay. And it was a deal. And you know we're <laughs> talking a deal.
3: But, but and, okay, but why did I do that?
2: I don't know why. Did you do that?
3: I did that because I'm gonna be gone all day tomorrow. So instead of you having to cook for yourself, you can either warm up the tacos that I made or another you healthy can warm- option.
2: Ah, uh, she just called you lazy, man. She did <laughs> or she could have cooked something healthy conscious.
3: um, you could have a taco salad. There's stuff in there for a taco salad. And maybe I I sh- encourage you to yeah anyway, dang. Try to help black people out, and this is how they do you. <laughs>
2: how did you help me? Ooh, this Jesus,
3: give me strength. Anyway, uh, back to this podcast.
2: Yes, indeed.
3: Mm-hmm. Good.
2: How are we doing? What else we got going?
3: Um. Yeah, we're we're just hanging out, man. Uh, busy with all these children. We just found out we're having a boy.
2: Woo-hoo! Congratulations. Um. do name announcements sure, Chad, or That's
3: coming. Nah. Name announcement. Okay. Not yet. I already told you that. I just confirmed. Anything um, hey, you, you tell somebody one time, you. When do you do, it? who?
2: When you like do for work? No, the baby. Oh, like, when am you? I
3: due? What am I due? Yeah. Um, December thirtieth. <laughs> do December thirtieth, but we'll oh, be okay. trying to get them out a little early, just to <laughs> knock it on out, get it out the way.
2: The last time we was in the hospital for Mad Long, she wasn't trying to get rid of them jokers. So.
3: <laughs> I don't feel like that's the case.
2: Like, we went in like one night and we didn't start till like 5 a.m. the next day.
3: That's not on me. That's on them. I can't like make them come. They are your body,
2: your choice. So it's your fault. That's their fault. <laughs> We're not gonna oh, get into that. We're not gonna get into that, especially what's going, going on, in on in Texas. Texas. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That
3: ridiculousness.
2: Um. So yeah, <laughs> y'all. We we have a host. Uh. You know, we like to cut up and have a good time. So I'm gonna read y'all a quick background for those of you who don't know. Uh, Prince Predator is a music producer and rapper. Um, I'm going to have talked about that producer part because I didn't know that um before this podcast. Originally from staff so you were born at what? Mary Washington?
0: No, I was actually born in uh Sibley in DC. I think uh, we lived in Springfield for like six months before we moved down here.
1: So, oh, okay.
2: Yeah. What? What you said? Where in DC?
1: Sibley, Sibley Hospital.
2: Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Only one I knew was DC Journal back then, so I don't know. Okay.
3: Uh, not a, that's not a thing anymore. I know
2: that. So, what is the Jesus? About? That's like
3: the worst hospital ever. And it this
2: <laughs> greatness that you're married to. So oh,
3: that explains so much. Yeah, It does. Oh, man, it's it something in the water.
2: Um. So you say that you use a combination of sampling and electronic synthesizers to develop your unique sound. We will talk about that because that was something her and I was talking about as well. Okay. Um, so after deciding to make a career change in 2017, where did you change your career from?
0: So I was doing accounting. Uh, I graduated from tech in 2009, did a master's in 2010. I was
2: working in accounting
0: all the way up until 2017.
2: Hmm. Accounting. Well, we have someone with multiple businesses here. This is true. I uh, <laughs> need a little bit of your advice. Uh, it's I'd say- in there somewhere. I like don't use it that much, so I don't flex the muscle, but it's still in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. and I'm sure the rules and laws change, especially everything. Constantly, every year. Um, You returned to Virginia Tech to pursue a degree in aerospace engineering. This man is smart. (laughs) Um, In addition to pursuing a degree in a new field, the shift allowed him to put more time and focus into his music. So you got more time being in aerospace engineering (laughs) than you did in accounting. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know how that
0: worked out. I guess yeah. just the way my schedule was. Like when I was working, I would just work, and when I come home, and I'm not feel like doing much, I'm, at, I'm like not not even touched in music. But just mm-hmm. like I was able to fit into my schedule better, um, especially after COVID, and I mm-hmm. wasn't going out as much, but I was just able to fit it into my schedule better and kind of focus
2: on it. So
3: yeah. okay, okay, cool.
2: Um, and then after the graduating this past May, congratulations. So is that thank you. So you got your master's in, so was that like your doctorate that you just got in math No, I did another bachelor's. Another bachelor's, okay. Yeah. And that was in aerospace engineering.
1: hmm
2: Okay, cool. And you released your first solo project, Shadow Aspect, in August 2021, and that's available on all platforms. I know we
0: listen all to our platforms. Apple music.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: it's on Spotify, uh, Bandcamp, uh, Amazon, all that, so...
2: Okay, cool. And we will try to, well, we will figure out a way or another to get the links to all those posted. Um, definitely go listen. You know how, all I know is Apple Music. They didn't make <laughs> it the easiest to find, which is kind of annoying, especially with newer artists that you want to support. So we'll make sure that the direct link is there. Somebody has any excuses. That's why they can't go listen.
3: <laughs> Facts.
2: Um, and you plan to release a follow-up later this year. So you are Are you hitting, busy?
3: Hitting, I'm grinding. Running. Well,
2: like I said, I'm not working now, so I'm like trying to like get all of this
0: together. Yes. I'm trying to do as much as I can before I start working.
3: No, I, I definitely working, feel that. Yeah. I was just telling one of my girlfriends the other day, like every time I turn, like I have a calendar and I've been actually been really good at sticking to it. Mm. Um, that it's just full of stuff. But it's like all these weeks are busy, and then the week that the baby is due, and then after that, it's like completely empty. And mm, I don't yes. so, know. I definitely feel you on that.
2: Yeah, uh, that's exciting times uh, coming. <laughs> uh, another young child after we finally got him to sleep. I'm, how many is that?
3: <laughs> this will be four. It'll be
2: fourth four. and final. Fourth and, and mm. final. Yeah, yes. Yes. Oh, see, okay, the a, a man episode. In time, we talk about that Funny part, of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, four, four and done. Uh, do you have any children? No, no, nah. no children. And we got to ask early and we'll get out the way. Significant other, not at the moment, okay, no problem. Yeah, uh, some of our <laughs> other guests, one guest was married, one guest was. A little unsure, but we've no, seen some he, things since. Yeah, ever since. Hey, he tried to downplay it, and the next thing I know, they're traveling all over the world Right, together. they
3: was just in Mexico and together.
2: She going all specific. Oh. <laughs> um, she, not-
0: she can't help you. Know, on stuff. the social media. <laughs> nah.
2: um, but yeah, man, so thank you so much again uh, for being with us. Uh, for Absolutely. Coming to here. Uh, so really, we want to focus on you, you know, and listening to the music, and obviously, she knew you a little bit better than I did in high school in the circle of friends, but I was kind of surprised when she said, Hey, this is what he's doing. And then I went and listened. I'm like, Wow, like he's a rapper, rapper. Like, he's like, Yeah, <laughs> but I think I like, like he's rapping, rapping, not all this sing songy stuff that everybody's doing. Um, uh, so just kind of from the beginning, kind of like when did that come? Uh, where was your inspiration drawn from? And just kind of talk us through that so.
0: Actually, the rapping aspect is kind of new, to be honest. I started off uh, as a producer. I started making beats in, like, 2011. Um, I just downloaded a cracked version of FL Studio and uh, kind of just went from there. I made something that, like, because I downloaded FL Studio before, but, like, I just, like, deleted it because, I like, it sounded like trash. And yeah. so when I downloaded again a few years later, actually, I was messing around, actually made something that, like, sounded kind of good. I was like, oh, snap. Maybe I can do this. And it's funny if I go back and listen to that now, it's absolute trash. <laughs> All the stuff I made like in that in that era was bad, but like I just started kind of keep going with the beats, and I did the beats for like maybe seven or eight years before I actually started rapping. So I just started doing it maybe like a couple years ago. So, okay. but I always had it in the back of my head that I wanted to do it. I just didn't know what I wanted to say or like how I was going to say it. So, gotcha. that's
3: important too, because. Like I write, well, I don't write anymore. I used to write, and I remember what my friend Derek. I used to write friends, write used to write lyrics for his band, and it was super easy for me to convey whatever it was that they would want me to say. But when I would think about trying to write my own song or something, I'd be like, I have no idea what I want to say for myself. So I just <laughs> understand that for sure. Absolutely.
2: Um, I'm a retired rapper. I- <laughs> So my co-host here constantly tries to downplay my uh, ability to <laughs> spit hot fire you know, <laughs> hard, raw bars. Um, but there was a time in my life when I used to get the crowd rocking. Sometimes it was, oh, in, nice. a Sometimes it was in a park. Um, but I knew that my time had run its course, so I got out of the game on a high. Um, okay. <laughs> so... With that kind of being said, I know you, this is crazy. It's so funny. Remember how supportive she said she was? You see how yeah, smart? I don't I don't think she believes you. Um, so you said you kind of started, what made you kind of, if you don't mind, like what led you to even download the initial, like you said the, the crack version of the, the software yeah, studio. Yeah. What kind of brought you there? Was it a concert? Have you always liked music growing up? Kind of, how'd you get to that point? so yeah i was always a music fan and
0: um as robin knows i played trumpet in high school starting in sixth grade i did all the way up through 12th grade um did marching band and all that but after i got to college i kind of just stopped with the music and then after i graduated college i picked up guitar lessons i did that for a bit but then i had to start working and so i had to kind of put the guitar lessons to the side but around the time i started working you guys know like Tyler, the creator, odd future. Yeah. Yeah. That's when they were like first starting to blow up and he's like, he's not that much younger than me now. Like I'm 34, he's 30, but at the time I was like 22 and he was like 18. And so for me, to, like see this 18 year old, like leading this movement and just like coming out of nowhere and just doing all his own production, like all his own rapping, like that kind of inspired me to like, feel like I can actually do this. So that was the kind of the impetus between me, between me, like downloading FL Studio and just kind of starting to go off of it. Cause like, he wasn't the first like rapper that like, I like was really like crazy about like that. It was Kanye, but Kanye is kind of like on another, like he, it wasn't as uh, accessible when Kanye first came up. Yeah. So when Tyler came up, like it was more like software, easy to download and like get up all that stuff. So yeah. It was really tired that got me into it.
3: Yeah, I was um, on a lot, the live stream I watched um, for Derek when he was inking a few weeks, maybe a week or so ago. There was another guy on there and he was talking about, I don't think he was using FL Studio, he's using something else, but he was talking about just how his, I guess his evolution as making beats, but he's been doing it, I wanna say maybe he said 10 years, 10 ish years. But the difference between the uh, software and stuff when you first started versus the stuff that's available and not super expensive now is way different and it's way better. And it makes it a lot more accessible for people to get a laptop and, you know, figure out how to rip beats and sample music and really do a really great job of making their own stuff.
0: And that's why, like, so many more, so m- many more people do it now because it's just so easy to just like pick up your computer, download something, and just get
2: going. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> so that does answer uh, the the question, definitely that I had, because when we listened to the album, I was and we had the conversation. I think it was even today where I was like, I was trying to almost put you in a box to try and figure out, like. Who are you like, or like where I felt like you would have got your inspiration from based on your sound? And I was like, I couldn't really picture that. And mm-hmm. finally that's good, so, that's by design. Right. And, and so <laughs> in hearing, you know, that Tyler was kind of an inspiration, and obviously he dropped an album this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've learned a little bit more about his story through the years. I've always known of him, and I know. He similar to Kanye and Cole and a couple artists have like kind of that cultish following. Travis Scott's another one. Um, So that's it's interesting to hear that, but it makes sense now Mm -hmm. hearing more of your sound and even the production that you have for your album. Did you produce a lot of your own stuff as well? I do all my own beats. So. Oh wow. Yeah. That is incredible. That is incredible. I have messed with a beat (laughs) machine. Like we when we started this podcast, we were trying to look at um GarageBand. We looked at a bunch of different yeah, platforms. Yeah, we did look at a
3: bunch of stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. Nah,
3: yeah, we're not.
2: Like, <laughs> it was not like we were trying to just figure out how to put like an air horn sound effect. <laughs> <and>
3: Absolute failure. <laughs> it was
1: miserable. <laughs>
3: That's why we still don't have any of that going on. We're just gonna buy the little machine yeah. though, because I don't have time for it. Trying to program. This sound for this key and this action yeah. is it's not God didn't give me that strength. Yes. Just He didn't
2: <laughs> right. at all. So to, to listen and uh, and we, we won't get to the Kanye album yet, but just listen mm-hmm. to certain sounds and how sounds are then created and fused and mixed and mastered like that. It just it's mind blowing to me how someone sits down and goes from nothing to that. Um that's so, one yeah. of the things I love about it just yeah. like you're creating you're like creating something just out of nothing that's the way i feel about it but, and so for you typically does it take longer to write for a song or to create the beat for a song right it takes longer for me to write cuz i don't
0: i never really consider myself a writer like even in high school like even though i was like kind of good at it english was like one of my least favorite classes cuz i hated writing so mm-hmm. that is definitely the hardest hardest aspect and the one that Kind of took me the longest to like get over the hump after that it was getting comfortable with my voice which was also kind of difficult because i wasn't used to hearing myself in the mic and i didn't think i had the right voice to like actually rap with so i had to get over that hump too but yeah definitely the writing is the one thing that takes me the longest the beats i kind of just do that automatic now like when i was at school i had i would chop up at least one sample a day and i would do that like six days a week and then on friday i would just compile them all together make a beat out of each chop i did so that's just something i do automatically and then what ended up happening was was i would just like pick my favorites out of there or the ones that really struck my ear and those are the ones that i ended up using for the project
3: so do you make beats for other people or just solely for yourself right now
0: um it's kind of just for me but not it started off as just for me, but when I got to Virginia Tech, it kind of started being for more other people too. Because I actually have, I have a couple of beats on some of uh, this organization I'm in called Virginia Tech Digging in the Crates. It's got rappers, uh, singers, um, and uh, other producers in it. But I've done a couple of beats for some of the projects of uh, the people in there too. So is it isn't just for me, like. Sometimes I'll make something and I'll hear someone like like one of my friends, like, okay, he he'll sound good on this. And so I'll just keep going with it. But yeah, a lot of times it's for me, like, since I'm not at school right now and I'm kind of, like, in a isolated space, most of the time it's for bubble. me. Yeah, in a bubble, exactly.
3: <laughs> um, I was just going to say something and I lost it. Oh, you posted a video of you performing on your Instagram, I think right around the same time as when the album dropped.
0: Same weekend. Yeah, that was that was a fun weekend.
3: OK. I mean, it looked like the performance was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, absolutely. Are, are those the same people? You said the Virginia Tech yeah. in the crates? So the
0: dude that was on stage with me, uh, Virginia Tech digging in the crates. Yeah, the dude that was on stage with me, stage with me, uh, DeRay, he's one of the dudes in the crew. Uh, he's still in it because he hasn't graduated yet. But yeah, he's um, the one feature on the album. That's who was up there with me.
3: Oh, OK. That's cool. I like that name, digging in the crates. It's very beat maker ish.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nostalgic as well. Like, yeah. I respect it.
3: Me too. Yeah. I like it.
2: You have another question? Another
3: uh, not at the moment. You're doing a pretty good job leading all of this.
2: Okay. <laughs> um, and so, like, I just think of stuff. So I don't want to get in the role and not make sure you're No, get your
3: Yeah, you got it, babe. You're so Um,
2: great. So the one thing I did, or not the one thing, Um, one of the things that I, realize with your album is it's it reminds me almost like of a story just in the fact that each song leads right into the next there aren't the hard you know drawn out slow slow transitions and then a slow lead into the next song it's Mm -hmm. like this song ends but the sounds mesh in such a way that it doesn't sound like an abrupt change and i'm pretty sure every song was just versus there was no hooks there's a few
0: hooks in there, but it's kind of sparse. I think maybe three or four out of the the nine songs have a hook on them.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: some of them I don't repeat. Like I'll just say it once, so I don't okay. know if you consider that hook.
2: But <laughs> so that was different for me listening to an album. Obviously, most of the stuff I listen to is typically pretty mainstream. I was, even the well, no, I, actually, I listen to quite a few people that I guess wouldn't be considered mainstream.
3: Micah,
2: <laughs> one oh, out. Uh,
3: oh okay, ten eighty.
2: Uh, I don't drink. Okay. Um, and then there's some other local people that I do listen to. Goodness gracious. See always trying, trying to get me.
1: me. <laughs> um just trying to make
2: sure you're in check. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, but <laughs> kind of it, what what sparked that vision or that desire uh, to have kind of that kind of layout in an album? So,
0: well, I always wanted to make my projects just kind of flow through. So that was kind of that was something I wanted to do from the outset. So one of the things I do when I'm putting a project together, one of the first things that comes together, like the beats come together before the actual raps. So one of the things I do is kind of BPM match. And that, yeah, if you don't, for people that don't know music, that's beats per minute. So like for to make it flow better, I put songs close together that have a close tempo. So like when they go into each other, it kind of sounds like you can get, you're kind of just rolling along. And then another thing I did in the mixing was if I ended the song on a word, then I would have that sur- let that word reverberate into the next song. So like you can hear like, like it's almost like it's continuing. Mm. So the continuation aspect was definitely conscious. The not having hooks thing wasn't. It just kind of happened like that. And it's just kind of a function of like the beats, like some of the beats I have, like I didn't really think of a hook while I was writing for. I just wrote all the way to the end of it, like the song 20 something. That's the first song I wrote. And once I came up with that first line, uh, like by the skin of my teeth, I made it out of the week. Like it just kept going and I just flowed and I just wrote that. That was like the fastest I've ever written anything, but it just came out. And um, so, yeah, it wasn't intentional, like. If I hear a hook or see a hook for a song or just I made the beat with a spot for a hook, then I will write a hook for it. But if I don't really see it for that, mm-hmm. then I'll just I'll just write all the way through it.
1: OK,
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, not I, I actually. It's surprising that that was one of your first. You said that was your first song. That was one of my favorites um, on the album. But with that being said, I've heard. So I've always been under the impression. And now say even when I used to write more like. So it sounds like you produce the beat first and then you write to the beat. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So I was the same way. I would rather hear some hear the beat first and then go and write for that song. Right. Um, so do you find yourself because I was I watched a pull-up with Lil Baby and um, Joe Budden. And in that he was saying he doesn't write like I know a lot of people say that they, they just write all the time. He was mm-hmm. saying he waits until somebody sends him a song or sends him a beat for a feature, and then he writes specifically to that song in like an hour or two, and Mm -hmm. then that's what you get. Which to me, Mm -hmm. considering his success, and I believe his content, I think is pretty incredible. But it makes sense that a lot of times when I've heard him rap on people's songs, it's very well tailored to that song. Right. Do you find yourself writing outside of when you're looking to record, or do you typically only write when it's time to kind of record music? So I don't
0: really, right outside of the recording part. But what I do is I have this uh, note and I have Microsoft note in my phone. And every time I hear a word or a phrase or something that like kind of sparks my ear, it just sounds interesting. Or like I'll hear a new word like I didn't know, like I didn't know the definition of, but like, it sounds cool. I'll just put that in there. And then when I start writing, I go to this like well of all these like references I have and I kind of just start putting them together. And so, that's the only kind of writing i do outside of when i at write the actual song but i'm very much a flow i'm very much a flow mentality person so i need the beat first before i start writing because i really care about flow in the way like i'm rapping over the beat because when you oh, right. write outside of the beat if you get a beat later you might the lyrics might not have to fit like you might have to adjust them to like fit that actual song
2: so i always do it to the beat first when i actually write the songs
3: that makes sense okay
2: um one last thing i'll ask and then like i so said i'll let you get in here content wise mm-hmm. um does what, what what spews that kind of motivation like what is it sports uh, like for me it was sports and entertainment that i wrote about like life mm-hmm. um, i never killed anyone thank god <laughs> thank i didn't talk you. about killing it's good know. um <laughs> but like for you like where does that, when you go to sit down and write, do you reflect on like your day? Do you reflect on like currently where you are in life? Do you pro, focus on like projecting of what you want life to be kind of like, what is that process when it comes to writing and how you come up with your content
0: with what so, you Yeah. So for this particular project, um, it's so weird. Cause it feels like it almost wrote itself. Like, I never really sat down and said, I'm going to write a song about this. I'm going to write a song about this. Like the idea just like kind of came to me and I just went with it. But um, when I got through a few songs, I realized I was kind of circling around a similar theme. So that's where the shadow aspect thing comes from. That's actually a psych- a, a psychology idea about like the unconscious parts of your personality that you don't really acknowledge because they're kind of less desirable. And so yeah. like sometimes they come to the forefront. And so like throughout the project, you might hear me go on a rant about doing some like wild shit whatever but that's just me kind of exploring aspects of my personality that maybe I don't like put to the forefront or acknowledge or that are like deep down that I will probably never like put out into the world but I know they're there so I kind of have to keep them down and so yeah I don't know like the ideas for this project just came from me like ideas that I've had in my head one of the main themes of the project is like finding who you are and your identity. And so like in the song, unholy matrimony, I talk about, uh, essentially I didn't choose that I'm just married to the music. And that's kind of me like adopting my destiny as a future, like rapper or musician or whatever. Cause in the song before nine to five, I'm rejecting the whole like idea that you have to work a corporate job and do this nine to five, like just that grind grind, like, I'm probably i'm gonna end up doing that like in a few months anyway but i don't really know if that's for me so like i'm rejecting that idea in that song and the next song i'm adopting music as my
2: destiny so the project's really just about finding out who you are so i personally don't believe anybody is supposed to work a nine to five <laughs> um, i've worked on <laughs> my whole life for the most part and they suck i don't know anyone that works a nine to five that just Wakes up, and Loves says, it. yes. I'm gonna go do a nine to five or eight to four or six to two in this area. Um, mm-hmm. but and one more thing so, like, um, <laughs> like I just like talking to creative people. Like, I'm not <sighs> super creative and like I'm not, oh, not,
0: I think everybody's creative, not just not everybody chooses to like, like,
1: harness
3: it. Harness it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: like she made like a headband hat thing today. <laughs> And it was like really dope, but it looked really easy, but I could not come close to trying to make (laughs) something like that and doing it in the way that she did it. So when I say like creative, like arts and crafts is not my thing. Like wrapping a present, you don't want me wrapping your (laughs) gifts because it will will be awful. And I accept that, but I You can learn
0: that. You can learn
2: that. That's why I tell them all the time. This is one of rap gifts at Christmas. He don't. I, I don't. You are 100% right. Um, but I like talking to people, you know, that are creators. And so what I found, and mm-hmm. I've done, like I said, I've done, I've written, I've written, I've rapped, I've done acting, I've been in plays, I've done drama. And a lot of that, and then even with this podcast, for me, it's really an outlet for me to be me instead mm-hmm. of when you go to your nine to five and you got to be this guy. When you're in school, you got to be this guy or this girl. When you're around certain people, you got to put on a facade or persona of who you are. So do you find Prince Predator is more Evan than the Evan that most people get to know? Or is that a separate person or like Beyonce as an alter ego from who (laughs) you actually are?
0: A hundred percent. Yeah, I definitely think it's like the thing you just said about you having to put on a facade. Like, anywhere you go, outside of, like, maybe your home, like, I think about that all the time. Like, I think I've even, I don't know if I wrote a song about that. But, yeah, that's something that's always in the back of my head. So, yeah, Prince Predator, to me, is just, like, me all the way to the max. And so, like, when this project, I said, like, that is about kind of finding, like, my identity and, like, who I am. The next one that I'm releasing later, that's me, like, fully harnessing that and just, like, going all the way with it. So yeah, I agree. That's absolutely <clears throat> what it
3: is. cool. Go. Is it my turn now? I say get it. You get it, get it? it, 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 it <laughs> no, nah, it's cool that you bring up the two, um, the one where you're talking about the nine to five and then the the following song. I'm sorry, I don't remember the names to all the songs. That's cool.
0: I don't know the song names <laughs> any songs I listen to anymore because I just put on Spotify and just let it play.
3: So. Right. Um, because those two those two resonated with me the most. Um, as a creative, I guess, as Ray would put it, like, I remember when I decided that I didn't want to work the nine to five anymore, that I was going to pursue the hair thing when I decided I was going to do all these other things that I had just thought about doing. Um, but I also remember the conversations that I had with people when I did say that, well, I'm not going to work this type of job. I don't care how much money I make. I'm just going to do me. Like, those conversations did not go over very well. (laughs) Mostly because, especially at the time, like, I had had Courtney, and so I was a single mom. And so everybody's like, you got to make sure you can take care of your kid. And, like, that's all going to work itself out. Like, we're going to be straight. But I just could not see myself sitting behind somebody's desk for the Mm -hmm. rest of my life. Like, I couldn't. So when you made the decision to go ahead and just jump into pursuing music, like, did you talk to people about it first or did you just kind of like boom here's my album y'all do what you're gonna do with it
0: um i'll say no because i haven't met necessarily made the choice to pursue music like 100 percent yet like i'm kind of in the process of it because like i said just me like getting the rapping is just oh, it's a recent development so i didn't even know like i could do this like it's been the la- last couple of years is me being like having realized a lot of things about myself that I didn't know I could do. Mm. So I'm still like in the process in my head of trying to figure out a way of maybe getting out. So mm. I haven't had conversations with any people specifically about that, but it might be somewhere down the road.
3: Okay. That's cool. Like I, I understand that. Cause like this podcast, like, it was we tell people it was born of COVID and us being at home talking and all that. But in reality, we both really like well, I, I know I really like people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big people person. No, you wouldn't say so? You, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, him on the other hand, not as much. So mm. when we first started flirting around with the idea of doing the podcast i was really worried about how we would come across to people especially mm-hmm. because uh mr bond chronicles over here uh he definitely has some opinions that can rub people the wrong way but then i let I me think, hear one huh he
2: said let me hear one.
3: Oh, geez
2: <laughs> so i'll just give you a high level that i've been prodding people with so texas recently passed the law um banning abortion i think it's like six weeks
3: this is where you're gonna go
2: yeah um wants a hot the take way. it's a relevant opinion um so my response to a lot of women who keep saying i see this post all the time a man can't tell a woman what to do with her body so my response to that is well how can the government tell me and force me to get a vaccine and so if it's my oh, body okay. and we have the choice to choose what we do with our own bodies then why are you guys bullying people into getting vaccines that there's a bunch of science that is unsure about? Um, So a lot of people, obviously, if you're an anti-vax, you're like the antichrist in this country. (laughs) Um, So and I'm not necessarily anti-vax, but I just think there's a lot of problems around the way it's been pushed and the way it's been incentivized for people. And this is not a COVID podcast, so I will leave it there. (laughs) Those are the kind of things I'm willing to say to people to upset the apple cart, so to speak.
3: So, okay, that, okay. That high level, that's cool, like because we're pretty in step with that sort of thought process. That's not where I thought you were going with that and yeah. the Texas thing. Like, that's why I said, This is where you're gonna go for this opinion. Um, <laughs> you
2: never know what I'm gonna say that's exactly,
3: gonna say. you never know what he's going to say and my biggest fear was that (laughs) no i'm serious like my biggest fear was like well we have family and friends and you know people who watch this podcast i'm just like yo my folks are gonna think i married like some crazy person (laughs) (laughs) um but then like at the end of the day it's like who cares you know um you gotta do you you gotta do you you really like And I think this last year for me personally has been a huge transition year because it was our first, I guess, real year of marriage. We had the boys, we had the shutdown. I had to figure out what I was going to do with the rest of my life. And it's just like, there's all these little things that you hold on. I guess that you hold on to because people have expectations of you. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, at some point you have to let that stuff go and really just start to live out the things that you want to do. Because like, I can tell you 100%, like I'm so much happier now, like pursuing my fashion line, pursuing this podcast, doing all the things that I want to do versus had I just stuck with what people wanted me to do. So I definitely take my hat off to you because one, music is a hard space to be in as a creative. Like I'm not, eh, I wouldn't say I'm not good with critique, but when it's like your baby and you love it and it's something that you put all <laughs> work into, <laughs> you know, like listening to people like tear it apart can be like, well, nobody asked you anything anyway. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that's one of the things that made it easier for me is was I was always just making music for myself and nobody else. So even like when I put it out, like I, don't really care if other people like it or not because i made this specifically for me and i love it so like like if people latch onto it people like it that's fine like even all the more the better whatever but like if they don't i'm still like proud of myself for actually like putting this thing together and putting it out into the world
3: so, so yeah that's what i was going to ask is like have you gotten any feedback from people that wasn't so great and you just kind of had to process it and leave it off to the side <laughs>
0: No, I haven't gotten any negative feedback yet. And I think probably because I don't think a lot of people have heard it because I don't have like a big following yet. So it's not really, I mean, it's out there, but it's not like being circulated like that. That's kind of one of the reasons I want to kind of get back, want to get back to the stage. It's one of the things I'm focused on right now is like I've been doing like open mics and whatnot in DC, just trying to like get out there and be heard. So I haven't gotten any negative feedback yet. Everybody like that's heard it so far has told me they, they fuck with it. So I mean,
3: my bad, but. <laughs> that's, cool. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Like, like I said, like that I think can always be something that deters people from pursuing something that you know that they feel passionate about, um, because sometimes all it takes is that one hater, and it's uh-huh. like, well, dang! Like I, I thought it sounded pretty cool when I was <laughs> putting it together myself, but you know, and then the internet is full of people mm-hmm. who love to tell other folks how to do things that they can't do like yes. i read i read comments on stuff frequently just because i think that it's actually kind of motivating to me because you watch people who are probably sitting on at home on their couch not doing anything not just doing judging, nothing, not doing anything judging and tearing people apart for attempting to do anything um mm-hmm. So I think it's super dope that you stepped out there and um, put this project out. I'll definitely listen to the next one. Um, you. Can you tell us anything about what's coming or not really?
0: Um, so like I said before, it's this one is kind of me just like kind of harnessing the Prince Predator identity, just kind of like going all the way with it. So it's gonna be about the same same length as this one um, there might be a couple more hooks on it. I think that's been worked into it more. but uh it's gonna be it's gonna have a dirtier sound. It's gonna have a more synthy sound. and uh it's gonna I think I'm gonna call it the Prince Predator show because in my mind, a lot of this is being tailored to the stage. Mm-hmm. So that's why it has got it's gotta it's gonna be a lot of high energy stuff on there. so yeah
1: and that's then where did
3: it I'm sorry.
0: Wait, oh. what?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask a question. I wasn't sure if you were done yet. Um, where'd you get the name Prince Predator from?
0: Uh I came up with it myself. Um it didn't really have a meaning when I came up with it. I was just at, at the gym and I was like on like the stairmaster or something. And it just came in my head. And I was like, Oh, that's <laughs> that's catchy. But um ultimately I did come up with a meaning for it. Um so There's the person you want to be or the way you want to be, way you want to present yourself to the world, right? And then there's, it's almost like the shadow aspect thing. There's the other aspect where you have to, there's things you feel like you have to do that are outside of your character to actually get to where you want. So the prince aspect is the part of yourself that you put out to the world that you want them, the way you want people to see you. The predator aspect is, the mentality you have to adopt to actually get to where you want to go so it's right. not necessarily a bad thing like people sometimes like harp on the predator aspect because like know, predator and whatnot. yeah
1: yeah
0: i even think like like because I, I went when i did uh i went to a show in dc uh a couple of weeks ago to see this uh this um artist she like does a lot of synthesizers and whatnot and i ended up talking to her after and i told her what my name was she looked at me like crazy like my name she's like predator <laughs> And then I was like, uh, uh, "It's not what it means, whatever." But she was like uh, off put by it, and then I think she blocked me on Instagram afterwards. Oh man! Weird. But I don't know, like it doesn't. That's sit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not changing it, so whatever.
3: No, yeah, like I don't. I I I wasn't off put by it, like yeah. when I saw it. I think because I don't remember what your Instagram name was before, and then mm. I like it just popped up on my feed randomly. And it's like, who is Prince Protot falling over by Predator? And then I go and I'm just like, Oh, wait, this is Evan. Wait a second, Evan put Evan raps now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was telling him, I was just like, Evan put out an album. And he's like, Who's Evan? I was like, From high school. And he's like, Oh, he's a rapper. I'm like, Yeah, I guess so.
1: <laughs> New to me too, so Yeah.
3: yeah right. Um, but it wasn't off putting to me. See, that's people thinking too deep. Like
0: Yeah, and all the Stuff that's out there now with the Me Too and whatnot is probably mm-hmm. whatever. It's
3: yeah, in the, it's whatever. people's
0: heads, but
2: it is what it is.
0: Anything?
3: Man, I'm moving
2: right along. I got plenty. Um, <laughs> so uh, we do have you, uh, and I think it's only right as an artist to ask because we've had an episode where we talked about our rap top fives. Mm. So. Uh, you've kind of talked about some of your inspiration, but off the top of your head, present day, all things included, and we're going rapper, not lyricist. So, you know, commercial success matters. Um, not just uh, your ability to pin. Uh, your ability to perform matters. So who do you have in your rap top five?
1: Preferably. Better,
2: like, you mean that are out right now or at all
0: time?
1: No, no,
3: no, just time. period.
0: All time, uh, Notorious B.I.G., Jay-Z, um personally push a t Mm.
2: okay
0: um ghostface killer
2: okay that's four four,
0: right um what i put at five i might actually put lp from run the jewels in there he has a distinct like dystopian lyrical style that just like really resonates me like I don't know what he's talking about half the time but <laughs> Sounds dope. so
2: yeah I will say that is one of the more unique top fives I've heard but I understand obviously everybody had more well, than everyone I think everybody has Jay-Z most mm. people have Biggie Ghostface a lot of people is his another one was kind of cult following people Wu-Tang and everything that they represent um, so I definitely get that, and then the others I, I can understand for for you personally. Um, with that, I know we I think we talked off mic um, about initially. You, you mentioned Kanye as far as not having access to his stuff early. Mm-hmm. Um, and
3: I think it's not necessarily not having access. He was just like, it's oh, like do it, do
2: it. making music wasn't
0: as accessible when he was like blowing up as
3: well. Oh, I, I got yeah. what you One best. of
1: us is
2: listening. Like, <laughs> So, with that kind of obviously, everybody progresses. He's 40 plus years old now. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at his progression, were you a fan of his growing up when he was younger? Um, it seemed like you kind of were. Uh, you didn't put him in your top five, so has your perception on him changed or evolved at all, or kind of your thoughts on Kanye? Um, my
0: perception has changed. I was. I don't, like to, I don't like to say I stand stuff because I don't because I think that mentality is kind of corny. But, like, if I were to say I was a stan of any artist, it would probably would have been him, at least up until, like, 2016-ish. So, like, the way he progressed, like, the way his sound changed, that was one of – that was probably one of my biggest inspirations. Like, even Yeezus. Like, Yeezus isn't, like, my top two Kanye albums just because the way he, like, switched up his sonic, like, soundscape just really, like – inspired me so i feel like i don't want to say he peaked there but nothing he's released after that has been as good to me like life of pablo was kind of it had some joints on it but as an overall album to me it was just kind of all over the place like it didn't feel as cohesive as anything before that and then yay was whatever to me like it had some joints on it but i wasn't really messing with it but like throughout when his music started to get bad was also when, well, not bad, not as good. His music, really <laughs> his music wasn't as good to me it was also when he was, like, doing the Trump stuff. And um, that really just didn't sit well with me, like, from the guy that was, like, George Bush doesn't care about black people, and now he's just, like, riding on the train with this redhead asshole. Like, and it just feels like he's completely disconnected, like, from the people now. And like so, it's just hard for me. Like I still mess with his old stuff all the time, but it's hard for me to get into his new stuff. I just like don't really check for him anymore like that. So that's it's a personal thing. I know a lot of people don't like because when I went for one of the funny things when I first went to tech, I actually joined the Kanye Club.
1: Oh man! (laughs) Like
0: it's one of I don't know. Why they had that there, but I went to like this big like fest at the beginning of the semester where all these like organizations were there and they had the Kanye Club, and so I joined that. But ultimately, it was it's really just a bunch of like white kids that are like really like stands at Kanye, so it's kind of awkward.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but Man, um, I'm still about in the group, yet, so I can like, see
0: all the stuff they're saying, and like I can just tell like nothing he ever does will ever change their opinion of him, which is fine, but like it just doesn't. Like where he is right now doesn't like sit well with me, mm. or does it make me want to listen to his music? I guess
2: mm. I'm sure he still
0: got some joints on uh,
3: uh, Donda. Donda.
2: yeah. Um, so a couple things. Um, I would say if you have if you had reservations about his production ability.
0: Oh, I don't have any reservations about his production ability.
2: I'm just saying, like the music he's making isn't mm-hmm. as good. And 2016, the Trump era stuff. I think Donda could be refreshing for you in a different way, okay. but it's not cohesive to me. In that, I think the concept and the content is very abstract. Um, okay. so it comes off as to me, it comes off as if if you're not listening, it sounds like songs are all over the place and. Mm. To me, it's not if you're listening to what's being talked about. Okay. Um, and so I'm just saying it's like cohesive thematically, not necessarily sonically. Is that what you're saying? To me, but I think the songs are still amazingly put together. Like, okay. I've heard Masterpiece, Angelic. Like, it's for me, I, I related to somebody and I'm giving a little bit more of my Kanye take than I wanted. But for me, when I first saw Avatar in the theater, like, I've seen movies uh. in the theater.
0: A 3d movie
2: yeah okay but visually seeing avatar i still don't know if i've ever seen anything that hit me in the way that that looked mm-hmm. and so for me this album sounds similar not to that extreme but similarly like i can't think of another album i've heard that sounds like this like it it just it for me it invokes feeling and in a lot of cases and i've seen on the internet as well emotion in the sound. Like it's like an immersive experience mm-hmm. on Oh uh, Good. Where would you rank it in your like Kanye rankings? I might be too early for that. When it comes to where I would necessarily mm-hmm. rank it in relation to everything else, it's different in that he's evolved so much. Like for mm-hmm. me, Graduation is like a top five album, like ever. Ever. For me. Like, I love it. I can listen to it today. Start to finish. I can't really think of a skip,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but because of where, and I believe because that was kind of the backpack college music ish era. And I was in that age group. So now yeah, that I'm older, yeah, yeah. I'm a family man. I've been through a divorce. I've had kids. I'm a lot more involved in church. Me and obviously Kanye is a billionaire and his life's very different.
1: <laughs> <if I'm alive. laughs>
2: but we have other parallels now that if mm-hmm. the message he was sending then, probably isn't as relevant as the message you are sending now.
1: Right. So for
2: me, one of the biggest things when it comes to music is we love music. Like we love music, but we have kids. And I I think it's really important, the message and the wording and the environment you put your kids in. So I try to be cognizant of that. And him making music at this level of quality that I can play around my kids puts him in a different tier because very few artists can do that. Like the the last album is, yeah, it's all it's all edited. There's not an explicit Yeah, it's version, clean, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah,
1: so yeah. for yeah. me,
2: that makes, I can get in the car and push shuffle, and it's a dope album, so there's not really a concern that uh, whack songs don't come on. But I also mm-hmm. don't have to worry about songs I played back in the past that I didn't remember what they were saying, and then I'm in the car with my kids and they start saying <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, I didn't, I forgot Oops, that was in man. there. Like I remember all <laughs> the other words, but it didn't. And then you, she just looks at me like, and so <laughs> for me, it elevates it because I've always had the belief that gospel, really Christian rap and, and the genres changed. I always felt was a more difficult genre than just regular rap because you have oh, yeah. to produce one. You don't have the typical backing. Two, you have to produce content at a level that's comparable to what everyone else is playing because you're competing Mm -hmm. for those ears. Right. But you also have to keep it churchy enough and clean enough or the church, for better or for worse, will crucify you when you start stepping over lines and Kirk Franklin dealt with that early on. So I think to be able to thrive in that with no radio play, with a lot of times no backing, but to still put forth dope content that people that may not relate to going to church every Sunday, um, I think that that bar is higher. And so listening to people as they were working with Kanye on the, really the last two albums, uh, specifically like Griselda and um, Conway the Machine was saying, I went out there to work with him and it was hard. Like we didn't smoke <laughs> drink. Like I had to just write that up and he said, he was struggling, and he was about to leave. And Kanye sat him down and was like, hey, like you can do this. Kind of pep talked him. And his verse is actually pretty dope on, on the album. And then the way he brought out and kind of talked, and I don't talk talking a lot, but the, com- the, con- the combination that he had with him now and Drake. And so the argument, the conversation we had, it was an argument, is that Drake put people in position to succeed. Mm-hmm. And he put the songs, the melody, everything, the flow, made it easy for people to just be themselves. Mm-hmm. Kanye forced people on this album to elevate their game. Like mm-hmm. he added a "The Baby" verse after "The Baby" was canceled and all that other stuff,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: I, that was the best "The Baby" verse I've ever heard.
3: I would mm-hmm. have to agree. Like it's a from him, it's a pretty solid verse, and he'd be saying some off the wall stuff. Um, <laughs> he saw the video for his last single. I can't oh man. I yeah. can't think of the name of it. it. It was a lot, but like I saw the clip of it on Instagram, and I was like, "Oh no, I got to go watch this whole thing like on a big screen." And like he go like this, the opening scene is him going up into a church and shooting a guy in his casket. Like, <laughs> who, who does that? <laughs> and then he spit. on No, no, he spit on him. Yeah, he spit on him. The
2: preacher, I think, started
3: shooting. Yeah, the it, preacher. It, like it, it was uh, just it was insane crazy. video. And so, to for someone like that to be on Kanye's album one, and then give the verse that he gave generally, I think was just really, really, really great. Um, and yeah. but but to, but to your point, like the Kanye, like I love Kanye. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of Life of Pablo. Like you said, there were a few songs on there, and I was just like, uh, I really like you. Um, and I really like Jesus, and then when he was like, "I'm going gospel," I'm like, "Okay, yeah, Kanye, you. <laughs> like, okay, we'll we'll see how that goes." Right, and when right. Jesus is King came out, I was like, "Dang, okay, Kanye, I see you. You, you got the Jesus song and the walking, and it's it sounds good." Um, but I know that Donda has been in production for years, years. Like he's mm-hmm. been trying to yeah. make this mm-hmm. album for years. And to Ray's point, like when you're just listening to it off the top, like not really critical of the lyrics, like the sound, like whatever feeling he was trying to convey in the music, it's 100% there. Um, okay. Like how you said your next album, your um, the thought process is it's going to be, you're thinking about how it's going to sound when you're on stage performing it. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Kanye, that was super prevalent in his mind when he was making it how he wanted people to feel when they heard the beats and heard all the different um, elements of the music. And then when you go back and you listen to the lyrics, it's like, oh, this makes sense. Like, this makes a lot of sense. Like, I had this whole debate with this girl earlier today. (laughs) like, And I was telling him, I was like, people cancel other people over their political opinions and all this. like That stuff doesn't matter to me. You talk to me about music and then I'll decide if I want to keep you in my life or not. And Mm -hmm. her opinion on the album, I was like, I I don't think I can have a conversation with you because what you're saying just does not make sense. Um, So we're not like telling you go listen to the album. No, I'm I'm telling Uh, you.
0: (laughs) i definitely didn't i didn't cancel kanye i just don't really check for him anymore so like when he drops something i'm like oh kanye dropped something it's not like it doesn't give me the same like like feeling it used to feels like it's funny you brought up Griselda because um that's almost in terms of new music that's one of the like the only things i really listen to that i'm checking for now just like benny uh west side gun conway like all that that's like the main thing i check for so that almost makes me want to go to at least at least go hear what he did on that album, <laughs> just to see like how he switched it up to be on a gospel album. Yeah, but yeah. I guess my thing is like, there's so much like stuff out there now. Like, it's really hard to listen to everything. So like, if there's something you're not really checking for, you don't want to hear. Like, you don't have to.
3: You don't so, have to. You really don't. you, know, you got unless you to listen watch. to the like the radio. Like, so Drake came out um, on Friday, and we were gonna stay up. I guess we well, we no, did. We, we, we stayed up. up being like- until midnight so we could listen to it but then, then like, it was 2 a.m yeah then didn't come <laughs> like nah, that's good you got it um and so he started <laughs> playing it like first thing friday morning and like i'm listening to it upstairs and i'm just like oh yeah this sounds like drake like this is definitely a drake album and then i like i made breakfast came downstairs came downstairs made breakfast and i'm sitting there listening to it and i like i was just disappointed because there was so much mm. hype Around the album, it was
0: always, always Drake is all hype. That's what it I'm is,
3: Drake it's is hype. all hype. And like, I'm listening to the album and like the whole certified lover boy thing. Like, I'm so Cover's over. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's trash because, like, didn't
2: say it was trash. I said, the cover was trash. Like, the
0: one with oh,
3: people the
2: babies and what the they're always
3: yeah. that way. Um,
2: they do what they're supposed to do, they do from mm-hmm. an internet standpoint. He's figured that part out, yeah, that he's a but... master of that. Yeah, so okay. that part's genius to me genius, but the actual out- art artwork
3: was just was stupid. But mm-hmm. I'm like I'm listening to it like hands down Jay's verse on one of the songs is my favorite part of the album because Jay just delivered a deliciously just old it, that verse is nasty
1: deliciously
3: mm-hmm. yeah it it was a good verse. <laughs> Okay, it was um,
0: delectable.
3: It was. Because <laughs> okay. like, he went downstairs. And I'm listening because I'm in the kitchen. I went kitchen. to work,
1: just for clarity. <laughs> I didn't even go downstairs. I went you went work.
3: downstairs to do like laundry or something. I got you. Um, But I'm standing in the kitchen doing something. And I'm listening to the words. And I'm like, hold on. Let me go rewind this and run this back a little bit.
2: Yeah, I came back upstairs. She's like, did, did, did you, you hear, hear the, the i <laughs> like,
3: kind of? She's like you might want to run that back but other than that i was completely unimpressed by everything else on the album like it just it just wasn't giving what i thought it was supposed to give Mm -hmm. and then like clockwork we were talking about what singles would come out first and i was like well the future whatever future and young thug i think it is yeah
2: i'm too sexy you're
3: too sexy way too sexy whatever i was like that's going to be a single I don't know if it's going to be the first single or not, whatever, but that's going to be a single because that's a Drake song. That's going to play well in the clubs. It's going to play well on the radio. And it's like, if you're listening to, even if, when you listen to satellite radio now, it's like they play the same rotation of songs every hour. And I'm like, there's so much music out there. This <sighs> doesn't make any sense why I have to listen to the same regurgitated artists all the time.
2: I agree, but I think the missing piece in that conversation is it's money.
3: Yeah, like, for sure.
2: The- yeah, it's yeah they're being paid they to put all in- that stuff over and over. Right. So I think, and that's been the case for- Ever. Ever, and I think that's a lot of the reason why the radio died. Um, mm-hmm. And streaming became so popular and moved so quickly because people's like, I'm sick of hearing the same 10 songs. Like, mm-hmm. Little Six and Park is the radio all day, every day. And so I agree with you that there's way more music in- Joe and them was talking about that in their pod was like when new stuff comes up, it's and even like in your example, I'm literally searching your name and stuff ain't coming up. And the guy that does our intro for our podcast, mm-hmm. we were literally searching his name and it wouldn't come up. Mm-hmm. So God forbid if he drops something new, the likelihood that it will come out of you, like you got to pay to be in those spots. And that's the mm-hmm. part of music that
3: that's, really that's sucks. That's not fair. Yeah. And it's
2: really screwed right, up. Right, right. That there's so that many roadblocks, but to... Bring it full circle. Um, I would say it's probably top three for me in Kanye Albums. I know it was a long oh, run. Really? I forgot, I forgot to even ask that. Man, <laughs> um, I was just kind of biding my time to get back, but yeah, I would say it's top three. I have graduation, uh, definitely one, and I would probably go college dropout two for me, and oh, yeah. And then this would be three. And then My Beautiful Dark twist, whatever that. My Beautiful
3: thing. Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yeah, Will
2: probably be four. Um, okay. But yeah, it, because of all that it entails, like for where I'm at in life, it speaks to me. And I think that's the great thing about music is it can be personal. And I really, really appreciated that. But I would suggest we get some time. It sounds like you had a little bit in between your, <laughs> yeah. your gym sesh. Um, <laughs> Go ahead and check it out. Actually, Um, it's
3: probably a good album to work out to like the beats and everything. Like I could imagine going. It's just
2: it's motivating a few of those songs. Like I said, if you we can double back, I would just like to hear like how you it makes you feel. And it's really weird and it (laughs) sounds corny, but it just makes you feel a certain type of way. And that's not new to Kanye, but this was just it was just different for me.
3: Right. it's it's definitely of feeling. That this out nah, the feel going. the
0: feeling thing is definitely a part of the Kanye experience because i remember the first time i heard flashing lights
1: mm. like,
3: uh,
0: like you know how people say like uh you know where you were when you first or like 9 11 happened or something i know yeah. where I was when i first heard flashing lights because i never heard a, a rap song like that before
3: I was at a party i was out the first time i heard like flashing lights is still one of those songs that you can put on and like it's just that
2: is a great Great choice in the realm of this conversation.
3: Yeah, that would go
2: great on this album. So that, like right. that that's, that's that's interesting you say that.
3: No, oh, yeah, that that it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What you said.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, there's some us.
3: Um, I don't think so. I think that's everything. Okay. So, and then just I for have, clarity, just... so you're not gonna listen to Drake at all?
0: Nah, I checked out at views. I'm with you. Um, one of the things, or I guess the thing about me with Drake is, uh, so I guess this is kind of the way I listen to music. I'm a big album listener. I don't really listen to, like, singles. Like, I'm, I like to listen to projects all the way through. Yeah. And after Views, that was when I realized he was never going to, like, do a project that I really just messed with all the way through. Because I've never been, a, like, a big fan of, like, the R&B aspect of him. Like, I like when he raps and when he goes in. Yeah, but when he
3: does, yeah, don't.
1: To
0: it. <laughs> I mean, it's called Certified Lover Boys,
3: but so. then that's <laughs> the crazy part about it. Like, it's called Certified Lover Boy, but there really aren't any songs on there that are specifically geared towards women. Like, he's talking mm-hmm. about women and his relationships and how screwed up his relationships are You're with still women. Doing that? Yeah, but that's Drake. Like, Drake is <laughs> in is his right. bag. Like, if I'm and that's what I'll say. Like this album, he's definitely in his bag, he stays in his lane, he knows what works for him. So he's gonna keep doing what works for him. But the problem is, like, it's so basic. And mm-hmm. I am so tired of listening to him try to sing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I just can't take it anymore. Are you a rapper? Because if you're a rapper, stop this crap, mm-hmm. just just stop it. And if you want to sing, bro, go get some singing lessons or you know have somebody fix your voice on the album because i know that they do that like just get it together figure it out because you can't keep dangling the greatest rapper blah 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 in front of me and i listen to your album and i'm waiting for good lyrics and i don't hear none Mm. sorry this is a little rant like i'm so over it um great
1: I got, I got, no, I was 100% else.
2: on board with all that. Time. Um, so the last thing before we uh let you go, I see a lot of Spider Man there. Mm. Um, two things okay, who's your favorite Spider Man who played him? And two, mm-hmm. have you seen the new trailer and do you like it?
0: Yeah, okay, so I have a a special affinity for every single one of them, but I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite has got to be Andrew Garfield just the way he played Spider-Man. Really? like like that those movies get a lot of like hate just because they weren't that great I agree like like I watched when I watched the amazing spider-man like I actually watched him this past weekend both of them and the first one's kind of boring I actually really like the second one but the way Garfield plays spider-man like his swagger and charisma like in the suit is like to me is like impeccable so he's my favorite spider-man um, Toby, since he's the one that kind of like really when the movie, I actually really got in Spider Man when the Toby movies came out, so he's like the OG to me, so like I always love him. And then Tom Holland, he's like somewhere in the middle, like but he's still like he plays the role very well, so I don't like dislike him, but Garfield is my favorite Spider Man. So, trailer, yes, I saw it. Um, I'm extremely excited for the movie when that pumpkin bomb fell. like shrieked because like that should be right back to the first spider-man movie but i'm really excited to see what they do because um like all the rumors about like how garfield and maguire are supposed to be in it um and all they're bringing back all these characters from the different universes like i can't wait to see what they do with it
3: See, yeah that's why i'm excited to see it like i i think it's really cool how they brought in dr strange um that aspect into the movie I mean, obviously, it makes sense because they're in the same time period and I guess in the comic books, well, let me not go there. They're in the same time period in the movies, in the same mm-hmm. city, and given everything that ha- they foreshadowed to go on, it makes a lot of sense that that would be the character that they add into mm-hmm. the movies. Um, I've also heard them tease that we might get Miles Morales in this movie. So I'm super-
0: lose my shit.
3: Like, yeah, like, I'm napping. super <laughs> excited to see this personally. He's,
0: Wait, so
2: who's um, y'all's favorite Spider Man?
3: Um, I like Tom Holland the most. Okay, yeah, I do.
2: If Spider Man 3 never existed, <laughs> it it like Toby Maguire by a landslide, but Spider Man um, 3 is comedy, man. Like, it's
0: not a good movie, but it's just, it's just funny.
2: It's, I, I hate it. Like, <laughs> I, was, like, I was so pumped for Venom. And mm-hmm. then that guy showed up, and I'm like, "This." Oh me. yeah, they, they they they. If they could have got Tom Hardy to play Venom, then that would have uh, been great. That would have been yeah. amazing. But yeah, Tobey Grace happened. Venom is um, no no good. I don't know if the technology just wasn't there. Like it just
3: no, I was there. It, <laughs> it, didn't it, utilize it, was, it. It was
2: really poorly done. Um, it was. Tobey for me, the nostalgia. I'm just kind of that guy. Mm-hmm. I like people at the beginning of their lives typically more than at the end. Um, Tom, I don't, I don't dislike my. It's just hard to get in. Like I don't like whiny guys. Like I don't. Know if you <laughs>
0: watched- that's, why I don't
2: that's why I don't like Drake.
3: Ah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like
2: I don't know if you ever watched Breaking Bad. J- oh, Jimmy, bring bad is like top two of my favorite shows. See, and like we can't get with that. Whoever, I can't remember <laughs> the guys, and both of them were really there. Was a ton you of talking about Walter characters. and uh, <laughs> Jesse? Cr- Cr- Cr-
3: Brian, Brian, Brian. No,
2: he wasn't super whiny, but he was kind of whiny. His wife was the most whiny. Oh, Skylar. His, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, so it was a bunch of whiny characters. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like whiny people. Um, <laughs> and that's your cup of tea. Tom hasn't based up enough yet for me. So how mm-hmm. he, he doesn't
3: even have any bakes in his voice yet. Like, that's the problem. Uh, yeah, like Toby didn't
2: either, and Spider Man does. Oh, yeah, Toby. Yeah, Toby. Yeah,
0: like, Toby. It was is still like, just different. He so, was so
3: emo. Like it got on my nerves.
0: Yeah, the Peter Parker aspect, I'll admit, wasn't done the best.
3: Mm. Like, but
2: I don't watch it for that. I watch it for when he's Spider Man. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, for sure. True enough. So that's for me. So Spider Man, Iron Man, are my two favorites. Okay. I'm not a huge Doctor Strange fan, so I'm I'm going to watch this new movie. But that part, I wouldn't say it was off-putting, but it was like coming from Iron Man and Spider-Man and their union union. Mm-hmm. And obviously I loved uh, Robert Downey as Iron Man. So it's gonna be a big change for me that yeah. I don't always like. Change mm-hmm. to stuff I really like, but I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna give it its shot. And I believe Marvel, I trust Marvel will make Same. it do what it's gonna do. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now I feel that, because um, I mean, the the magic aspect of Marvel is one part of it that I haven't always been that into. And it seems like they're bringing that all the way to the forefront, at least for phase four. So I'm kind of getting into it. Like I saw, I, I watched the WandaVision, which I actually liked a lot. Up, mo, the most of it. Yeah, we, we didn't finish it. Finish it. Okay. Not I for
3: no a reason. What? Not for any particular reason. Oh, no, you just, like, finish.
0: I mean, there's so much stuff out there now. Like, you just yeah. stuff, you drop stuff, yeah. and whatever. Yeah, I thought WandaVision was good. Um, what else did I just watch? I can't remember. But yeah, like, they're going, like, all the way in on the magic stuff now. So I'm going to see, like, we'll see where that goes.
3: I know I've heard, um, like, I don't know if you guys are familiar. It's X-Men, so obviously people are familiar. Um for the new Wakanda Forever movie, um, Mm. that they might bring Storm's character in. Um, Oh yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that, so like I'm super excited if that's the case. Um, Because I feel like a lot of people don't know anything about the background of Storm. Ororo Monroe
1: is her actual name.
3: And she's from a neighboring country, made up country, near Wakanda. Um, but mm. obviously, she's like magical in her own way. Um, I haven't been super interested in the 10 rings, 12 rings.
2: Shanghai.
3: Shanghai. The Shang-Chi movie.
0: Yeah, I think that, that just came out today, didn't it? Yeah.
3: Um, yeah, yeah Friday. Yeah. It came out on Friday.
0: Isn't it Friday? <laughs> Is it not Friday?
2: <laughs> we air on Mondays. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, now it's Friday, but. It's okay. Yeah, yeah.
3: okay. <laughs> It's cool.
2: We've done it plenty of time.
3: Plenty of time. Um, So, but that is interesting that you brought that up. I hadn't even put two and two together, seeing as how they're bringing all those different elements into the new Marvel universe to push us into the future. Mm -hmm. Gotta love the
2: future. Um, I'm good. Uh, So, again, thank you so much, uh, Evan. Prince Predator album on your in your phones right
3: now. Absolutely. Shadow aspect. Tell the people where they can find it, where they can find you. Uh,
0: so Shadow Aspect is on all streaming platforms: Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Amazon. It's also on Bandcamp. If you're feeling particularly generous, it's only ten dollars, and it comes with all the beats that I made for the album, plus all the covers and a lyric booklet. And um yeah you can find me on ig at prince underscore underscore sorry prince underscore predator <laughs> i think it's going across the screen a couple times and then yeah there it is. twitter at prince underscore predito that's p r e d i t o because somebody had stolen my name already
2: so <laughs> <laughs> cool uh well again thank you so much uh we went through the stealing of names on social media as well Good. Um, <laughs> Uh, we know how that goes. There's a couple Bond Chronicles that at first was taking our shine, but thanks mm. to our people. We yeah. got subscribers up. I'm pretty sure we're the first search that comes up. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's what's up? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, just, we're growing, We're just steadily man. growing, man. We're climbing up that mountain, and we're going to take the heads off once we get to the top. Um, I feel that. I'm waiting. I'm watching.
3: Yeah. It's violent. You choose, you choose violent time. <laughs> like God- I shouldn't be surprised. I like
2: gods of podcast war. Um, so that's what we do <laughs> I uh, can't wait for that to come out. I might actually have to keep one of the Playstations I buy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thanks again, man. Definitely appreciate it. We look forward, you know, down the road as the new project comes out. If you want somewhere to debut it or talk about it, definitely let us know. We can make that happen. Um, Absolutely.
0: But, thanks so much for having me. This is like, this is the first like time I've ever done anything like this. So I've never done a podcast before. So this was dope.
3: Awesome. All
2: right. Uh, we just started this year. So a lot of great things.
3: Um, we're learning on the fl- on the fly.
2: <laughs> tell, we're learning on the fly. Uh, still learning how to talk. Um, it's okay. We love you anyway. Do the
3: outro, bro. Just do the outro. <laughs> uh, so
2: as y'all know, in life, things happen. You have the power to choose what you do. Choose wisely. Always bet on you. And if you have been blessed by us, go on ahead and bless us. Cash app is in the bio and in the links below. Uh, We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Until next time, stay tuned this week. We got something great coming for you. Some big
1: albums. We're going to talk about them. Peace. Thanks, guys.